0: Dear Cosmo Babies, on this week's episode, we are talking about the three people you need to find early on in your career. I'm your host, Annie McArthur, and I have my co-host with me today, Russell Mays, and let's just jump right into it. What's
1: going on, Russell? Just living the dream, slinging beauty every day. I even worked on my day off yesterday. Monday, I worked on my day off on Sunday. Doing hair for some fool who couldn't get in any other time. And I'm like, you know, fine. I'll come in and sling some beauty.
0: I mean, you're the beauty slinger, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. He did say, <laughs> I hadn't seen him in a while. And he goes, dude, the gym's really working out for you, isn't it? I said, well, you know, I'll work out a little bit. But I, I, I blushed a little bit when he said, oh, dude, you're looking buff. Look like flattery will get you nowhere. You're already <laughs> here getting a haircut. You don't have to flatter me anymore.
0: I mean, they don't call you Big Daddy for a reason, right?
1: <laughs> that's well, it's it's a tongue-in-cheek, I think. So we're talking about three people you need in the beginning of your career to make it easier. Mm-hmm. Yep. So absolutely. Let's start with your hair bestie. Yes. Someone that's about the same level as you that you can befriend and share and have similar attitudes with and similar likes and dislikes. Go through the drudgery of learning. Together,
0: I think the important part of finding like your hair nerd bestie in the beginning is finding someone that not only has the same passion as you, but someone who's willing to hold you accountable and vice versa. I think that's that's, that's,
1: the, that's hard to find because nobody wants to be held accountable anymore. So I know. Yeah, so that's, but that's be if you tough. find
0: that person, because I, for me, I think from my perspective, when we talk about like hair nerd besties specifically, or like hair besties, or like whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm these are different than your like day-to-day friends. Yeah, You know, this is going to be like your work wife or, you know, somebody on that kind of level that is like, like y'all get it. You get like the day in and the day out of everything. And, Mm -hmm. but it's also somebody that like, you're not going to get tired of driving to a class for six hours out of state. You know, you're yeah. you're going to want to get on the airplane and share a hotel yeah. room at a yeah. hair show with them. Like <laughs> yeah. that fine line that, yeah. that you got to walk, you know.
1: So was Aaron your hair bestie forever and ever?
0: Oh, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was so grateful. I found my hair bestie in school. She wasn't even in school. So she was like light years ahead of me. But
1: <laughs> Yeah, mine was a guy named David. And uh, we both grew up in Louisville, you know, Southern Indiana. And he went to uh, Aveda Institute, the Horst Institute, before it was the Aveda Institute, when it was the Horst Institute. Mm-hmm. And he went to school there. And uh, yeah, we would, we would hit all the hair shows. We would drive wherever we needed to drive and do whatever we needed to do. And I ended up moving to New York. And then he came up a year later and we both worked at the same spot. And, uh, you know, it was great. We'd go do the hair shows. We would go teach at hair shows and work at the hair show and teach classes and all this stuff. And, and, and he was, was my, my, so to speak, he was, he was my Lone Ranger and uh, yeah it was, it was great. I mean, we, we shared a lot and you know, the, the best thing about having somebody like that is when the shit hits the fan, they're right there with you to support you and, and help out however that needs to be. I mean, there was, it was one time, we were going, we were living in Brooklyn and we, I had a car. Why I had a car in New York city. I i don't <laughs> know. I had a car and it was snowing and there was like feet of snow that blanketed the entire city. And it was the international beauty show, New York city, which was one of the biggest shows in the country at the time. Uh-huh. And I mean, I'm thinking, well, I don't want to take the subways because who knows if they're going to make it, if they're delayed or whatever. So we're just going to drive. So we hopped in the car and we were driving. And when we were on, I think it was 8th Avenue going up towards the Javits Center where it was, we hit this bump and the road is covered in ice and snow. Like it it is insanity for us to be out driving, but shit, have country boy going to drive in the snow? So it's fine. So we're driving, we hit a bump and my front wheel ends up, turning 90 degrees inside and the other wheels going straight. So the tie rod on the left side completely came unhinged. And so we stopped and I look at it and we were still going because one wheel was spinning and the other, it was covered in ice so it would keep going. And so we get out and I'm looking at it and going, oh no, the tie rod, the nut came off of it and it just came loose. So he goes into his kit and pulls out a bobby pin. And true story, I put the tie rod back in he puts the bobby pin through the little counter pin, and we bend it around, and we get back in the car and keep going to the church. Oh my god! I mean, you know, now to think of it, I don't know if I ever fixed that.
0: You just left that bobby pin in there.
1: Man, I don't remember fixing it, so oh, maybe, man. maybe that's all so exciting.
0: I know it's like I I love to look back on the early days of my career, kind of those silly things like mm-hmm. the hair show experiences and the advanced education, and like I I don't remember all of the actual education that I took Mm -hmm, but I do remember how much fun I had with people oh yeah oh yeah. you know and it's like those are those are the important things like Mm -hmm. I feel like that is such a huge reason those memories those laughs those like growing opportunities like that's where I feel like a hair nerd bestie comes in you know like someone that you can do those things with it's great to take advantage of education and go and like put yourself out there at the shows and stuff like that. But it's so much better with a friend. Yeah, yeah.
1: And he was always good at things that I wasn't good at. And his personality was different than mine. So when we go network at the trade show, we would meet different people. You know, sometimes I'd be bring someone to the group. Sometimes he'd bring someone to the group. and mm-hmm. And he was always like one of the cool guys. I remember one year at the IBS show, he met Anthony Morrison who was on, what was that, that competition hair show blowout? No, what was it? Sheer um, Genius? Sheer Genius. Yeah. Yes. I, I think he won the first year. And so he was in at IBS New York and he meets David and we start hanging out. So we're going to go to dinner. And David knew this Euro trash bar in Soho. Oh, we're going to go to this place. I'm like, okay. So we, we go down to this place and it's just packed full. And I think he knew someone that worked the front. So he got us in and got us a table, you know, cause it's good to know somebody and just slip mm-hmm. 50 bucks and hey, right this way, Mr. Somerville, right this way, Mr. Mays, come on in. And so we sit down and at one point I had to go to the bathroom. So you go to the bathroom and it's upstairs and there's a bar upstairs. And these bathrooms were all glass walled bathrooms in the middle of the bar. So you can look right through the glass wall and see the 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 toilet. So I'm thinking, well, my back's to everybody. I don't care. So I go in, and as soon as I'm shutting the glass, I'm looking at somebody at the bar. And as soon as the the door touches, it instantly goes opaque. I'm like, oh, that that's is cool. so cool. So cool. So, of course, that's part of the 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 appeal of this place is anytime you go, you don't tell somebody. Oh, where's the bathroom? The bathroom's over there. You don't tell them about it, and they you surprise and they freak out about. It. Oh my god, I can't use that. Well, I can't use that. It's glass. You That's can see right through it. through it. Oh my <laughs> gosh.
0: Okay, this reminds me not to get like too far off on like story time. Well, but these are off. like some pretty fun stories. Yeah. So I remember my first International Salon and Spa Expo, which is no more, but used to be one of the biggest shows on the mm-hmm. West Coast for the time. Yeah. And I'm, we all stayed at the Hyatt. Like that's where you stayed was the Hyatt and all of the best get togethers and mingling and networking happened in the Hyatt bar. Mm-hmm. And so I remember we were, we were doing our thing. We're mixing, we're mingling. We all end up wanting to go back to the hotel room and the bathrooms in the Hyatt have that like weird, opaque through glass on them. Mm-hmm. And I just yeah. remember having to pee so bad and being in this like crammed hotel room with I don't know, 20 like very prestigious hairdressers. And I am brand new, like I am brand new to the industry. And I'm like, I cannot do it because somebody is going to see me through this like opaque window. Yeah, (laughs) The lights are on, you know, it's like, oh my gosh. And I went in there and I just turned the lights.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. (laughs) Everybody turn around, don't look. It costs you 20 bucks if you turn the basement.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we're off off the rails on this one. But I think that this just goes to say that (laughs) You need someone, a partner in crime, so to speak, for the cliche, you need someone to go and it makes it so much more fun. And it makes those 14, 16, 18 hour days more bearable. Definitely. you know, you can pool your money if you're both broke, which we were. And it it was, it was really great. It was, those are some of my favorite memories of the, uh, being in the business is going to these trade shows with David. It was great.
0: Yes. All right. So number two. The second Number person two. that you definitely need. Yep. You need a Russell to your Annie, you know, <laughs> like that's what you need. You need a mentor.
1: Oh, Lord. And, I need someone to teach you technically.
0: Yes. And so mm-hmm. for me, thankfully, like I had my Aaron, I had my hair nerd bestie. I had you, Russell, my mentor, who I'd literally mm-hmm. call in the middle of a client panicking <laughs> in the back room, you yeah. know, and it's like that person that is actually going to answer the phone and help you through like those people are just. Absolute gold.
1: You know, both my parents are in the business, and and my dad was that mentor to me until I moved to New York, and then it was John Delaria. And Dad was always so good. He would hold my hand when I needed it, and he would you know kick me in the ass when I needed it, and he was everything that I needed when I needed it. And you know, he was very educated in the technique and the style, and in the emotion of doing hair, not only from a standpoint of how to do a haircut, but also on how to build a business and how to interpersonally relate to the client that's sitting in the chair, how to get them to talk and how to share and how them how to have them enjoy the experience, not just the end result of them coming in the salon. And that was really valuable. And and David and I were both in the salon and he would train both of us. So I was really... Uh, that was really a gift and I feel very blessed. And that That's one of the, the reasons that I feel like I have to pay it forward. Mm-hmm. You know, I pay forward training a bunch of other people because I was lucky enough to have a great, brilliant mentor in my dad yeah. to teach me, you know, yeah, then when I, then when I moved to New York, John, oh, oh gosh, John was a different <laughs> type of mentor. So John, oh Lord. So John, what my roommate in New York was a guy named Marco. Marco was this Italian, very much like a, a Vinnie Barbarino, like a John Travolta out of Saturday Night Fever. He's from Detroit and, uh, you know, big macho, tough guy, whatever, just, and he'd always smoke a cigarette and go, yeah, you know, that thing. And uh, so one time John is going to have us over to work on training so that when we go out to promote his product line, we could do these particular type of up styles that he wanted us to do. So after work, we go over, John's Italian. He's cooking the gravy. He's cooking the pasta. He's making the salad. So he feeds us, and it was fantastic. He was a great cook. And then we start doing hair, right? And we start doing hair, and we're doing hair, and we are literally up all night, all night. And about six thirty in the morning, you know, he goes, "Okay, I'm going to go to bed now. You guys take a shower and head off to work. Head off to work. You you don't get the day off. So he kept us up all night on purpose, training, and then sent to our Wore out asses into work the next day. Oh, Lord. Oh, like, all right, what do let's you, go. What that? do
0: you feel like is the the difference between the way that you were mentored, even to the way that I was like mentored?
1: The severity and the intensity. The intensity now is, is so much slower. <laughs> but I think that you could be much more specialized today. Whereas if, say, for instance, you want to be a barber, if you learn how to do a good fade, that's going to cover 85% of every client that comes in the barbershop. You're going to do a fade on, whether it's a longer fade or a shorter fade or a skin fade or whatever, that covers 85% of all your bases. And only very, very rarely do you have to deal with longer stuff because the longer hair is going to tend to go to a salon. But even in the salon, You know, like I was telling you before, you look around, there's a lot of balayage with long layers. So you learn how to do a balayage and long layers. You don't need to know how to do a Sassoon five points or a graduation that's flawlessly perfect with a pair of five inch, five and a half inch scissors. Uh So the, I think that while it's not as intense, I don't think it has to be as intense. Hair has loosened up quite a bit from when I was. Being brought up and trained in the business definitely. you know and, and i think it's it's a new way of thinking about it and a new way of training and, and in some ways it's better and in some ways it's not so i don't i don't think that one's better than the other it's just it's just different yeah makes sense
0: definitely i just it it feels like such a contrast sometimes especially when we talk about mentors because i think mentorship is so such an important part of people's journeys especially very early on because you do need direction in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. And it it's such an interesting conversation to me that I love to continue to have because right. I feel like, like obviously people today learn differently than you and I, yeah. you know, yeah. were brought up to learn. And it's such a different viewpoint that it is so interesting that it, it things it could be very intense back when you were first beginning to hairdressing and now everything is a lot, Softer and it's
1: it's, it's awesome. relaxed. You look at the clothing as well. I mean, yeah. when I was in high school, if you worked in the business world, you wore a suit. Yeah, and then when I got out of college, it was casual Friday, so you'd wear you know the the shirt and the tie. Well, you didn't have to wear the sport jacket and the 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 vest. So things have gotten much more casual, mm-hmm. and that's gotten more casual in the training as well. It doesn't have to be so regimented, and so so. By the book. Things are looser and freer. And 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 I think in some ways that's really good. In other ways, I think it it stunts the growth of somebody and it makes it harder for them to go back and unlearn some bad habits that they may have picked up. Not yeah. impossible, but it's just it's just different. So and in the end, the journey is to the same place. I'm I'm driving to LA, whether I go highway one or I go up the 405 or I go up the it's all the same place. I'm just different paths of getting there.
0: Totally. Do you think because of the the kind of the change in mentality around mentorship that the definition of it has changed at all? Like, do you feel like a mentor specifically in the sense of like, you know, somebody you need early on in your career? Do you think that needs to be a one-on-one relationship kind of like you and I had at the beginning where it was very direct conversationally, like it was me reaching out or, you know, us having a conversation? To maybe having more of someone that you really look up to and you take their education and you kind of consistently follow and are trained by them, whether that's online courses in person classes or something like that, do you think that definition of mentor has relaxed slightly, and a mentor could be someone that isn't a direct relationship?
1: yeah, a hundred percent a hundred percent I think that with the advancement in technology and how long form content can really be created. And there's so much of it that can come out. I mean, when, when I was starting, it was, you would buy a VHS tape and you would subscribe. And for 50 bucks a month, they would send you a new haircut. And there was one haircut on one VHS tape and it'd take an hour to go through and do. And there was no real interaction there. There was no sort of leaving a comment and saying, well, how did you do this? And then the next video I can come out with next week shows how I did that. So I think today with the the speed with which you can create content and then you can make it long form and it can be much more interactive, that certainly opens the door for a lot more possibilities of indirect mentoring as opposed to just I'm mentored by some guy in my salon.
0: Yeah, I think it's important yeah. to kind of have that kind of conversation to open up the idea of what mentorship could be. Because I think a lot of people, especially early in their careers, like I feel like I was so lucky for the relationship that you and I created because it was literally like happenstance the way that that happened, you know, like mm-hmm. it it was like the stars had aligned for you and I to like meet at right. the hair show and like for us to build a relationship mm-hmm. and, and and to still be like, you're still my go to today. and. Yeah. But I think I remember how scared I was in the beginning to even have conversations with people, you know? And so I think for people that have that not so self-driven extrovert personality, like there are other ways to find those mentors that maybe are not in the traditional sense.
1: Absolutely. And I, I keep harping on, you need the words. The The thing that's preventing someone from getting where they need to be is having the words in their vocabulary to be able to communicate. Now, Mm -hmm. of course, when you first go to a hair show and you see someone who you've seen on Instagram and on videos and on YouTube, and maybe you've bought their education or you've seen them on stage and they're just walking around, they're sitting at the bar after the hair show, it's it's kind of a little intimidating and you're like, don't really know what to say and, and all that. So it's easy if you just had the words, the words of saying, Hey, my name is Russell. It's nice to meet you. I don't really know what to say, but I just wanted to say, I really enjoy your content. And it really helps me a lot. That's a, a, an opening door, right? And the person's going to say, wow, well, thank you very much. Where did you, what do you see? Where did you see it? What do you watch? What did you get from it? Mm-hmm. Then you say, well, you know, oh, I got this. Then you can start the conversation. If the person says, hey, get, get fuck them, they're out. Yeah. That's not a person you want to have a conversation with anyway. They can't Absolutely. have a conversation. Maybe Absolutely. they're freaking, you know, intimidated by large crowds of people. Because I've known people who are mm-hmm. great on video. Great classes. You get them one-on-one and they dummy up and they get real freaking shy and intimidated and
0: can't talk. I feel like that's me. Like That's me a lot. Oh, please. (laughs) Well, you get me one-on-one and I'm like, I don't know.
1: know." (laughs) No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Not at all. But yeah, there's a lot of good content online. And most of the people, I would say 98% of everybody who makes something online was exactly where you were at and how you feel at the beginning of their career. So Definitely. you've been doing hair for a year. Do you think that that John Delaria knew what he was doing at one year? No. No, I'm sure he was just as scared as I was. And you you just deal with it. You just take one step in front of the other and you work the plan, you keep to the path, and you'll end up getting there. there. There's no shortcuts. Definitely. No shortcuts.
0: Yeah, I love that. You know,
1: All there's right. there was, I mean, I want to bring up another mentor of mine is back in my hometown of Louisville, a guy named Tommy Callahan. He ended up being the education director for Paul Mitchell. But when he had his salon, he and my dad were friends and he had trainings like every Tuesday night for the apprentices. And he allowed me to come over. I didn't work at his salon, but he allowed me to come over to his apprentice training and I'd bring a model and he'd help me and I'd be a part of class just like as if I worked there. And that was really a gift. And and there's a lot of people that will give you mm-hmm. gifts like that mm-hmm. if you're just willing to ask.
0: Absolutely. I just
1: I just ask. Say, hey, when when's training? Oh, we do Tuesdays. Can I come jump in? Yeah, come on by. Mm-hmm. So just go and ask and be and be afraid and be scared and tell them I'm really nervous. I don't know what I'm doing. So Teach me like I'm a five-year-old. Yeah. Okay. Got it.
0: I feel like, like okay, so we we have our hair nerd bestie, our, yep. our, our ride or die, our, yep. our hold accountable, education, sought yep. after, hair show, loving, friend for life.
1: Mm-hmm. And then we
0: have our mentor, like our, our super special person that is going to teach yep. us the way and show us where we need to go in the industry and help us reach our goals. Who's the third person, Russell?
1: Someone to teach you the business or the finance or how to make your money, how to control your money, and, and the business aspect of it, because not always is the mentor teaching you technique yes. good at the business side. So I it's know. okay to have someone who's really good at the business side to help you along that way. Exactly. And you know, that's that's something that I had wished I had had a little earlier in my career, but I ended up meeting uh, John Delaria's business partner, Joe Tucci, who ended up being a mentor to me and it still is to this day. Mm-hmm. And I am the bane of his existence. I frustrate him so much, and I love the fact that that he cares enough to actually keep at it, mm-hmm. keep berating me, and keep yelling at me, and keep telling me what I need to do. What is wrong with you? And he's Italian, and you got to do this, and you got to do this. Oh, you freaking about I'm pulling out my hair! And so, you know, I love him for that, and he helps me <laughs> to this day. If I call him up. There's only one time it was bad advice, but, and I'll tell you that, but he, I always call him up and ask him what I should do here. And he always gives me a grounded, financially literate, solid, emotionally balanced plan of attack. What about you?
0: I don't know. Like I, I,
1: you haven't found him yet.
0: I like, I have been thinking about a lot and it's like, I definitely have had people, but I don't Mm -hmm. think that I ever found like that solid person for it. Mm -hmm. And that is something that I always like have super regretted in my career and regrets the wrong word, but it's like, I wish that I would have been able to find someone that could explain things to me the way that I understood them kind of like really help me along because I, I feel an, and I feel like I can speak for a lot of hairdressers out there. Sometimes our minds do not work well when yeah. it comes to numbers, because yeah. our brains yeah. go so hard on the creative side that when it comes mm-hmm. to like math and numbers and financial literacy, for some of us, it's really difficult. And, well, and I'm one of those people for sure. Yeah.
1: For, for some of us, it, it becomes a dragon. Like when I walk into the office and there's a pile of paperwork that I got to deal with, that's a dragon. So mm-hmm. if I just look the other way, it doesn't exist. Yeah. I don't see the dragon over there in the corner. And if I look, oh no, it's not there. Yeah. So, but the the sooner that you go deal with it, the smaller that the dragon becomes and the more mm-hmm. easy it is to deal with these things. Absolutely. But, yeah, Joe's always, you know, given me really, really good advice and except for one time. And this is when I worked for him and I was just traveling. Doing Ariella seminars and, and haircutting classes and things mm-hmm. like that for John DeLorean's product line. And I would travel all over the country and I was staying at his condo. Marco and I lived in his condo and he lived somewhere else. And so it was like, uh, you know, it was like the military. These are the barracks. You're going to come in, clean up, get up, you're ready. It's oh 600 and we're going to hit the road, you know? And so the, the cover of Time magazine said, Apple is dead. Because they fired the CEO, they fired Steve Jobs. They were talking about they were going to bring Steve Jobs back to help save the company and all this stuff. And so I, I went to Joe and I said, Joe, I checked it out. The the least that I could open an investment account with was $1,000. I'm, I'm working all the time. I ain't got $1,000. I said, Joe, I need you to do me a favor. Was what's that? I said, I need you to loan me $1,000 and give me Butchie's number so I can open up an investment account. He goes, all right. So Because let, let, he's, he's a seasoned investor, right? Uh-huh. He goes, so, so what are you going to do with $1,000? I said, I'm going to buy Apple stock. And he goes, are you freaking crazy? Apple's dead. Look at the cover of the magazine. Time magazine Apple is dead. I said, I'm telling you, they're going to bring Steve Jobs back, and they're going to bring it back. He's going to come in, and he's going to save that company and take them to the moon. Because you are insane. He goes, you know what? I'm going to do you a favor. I'm not going to give you the thousand dollars because you're just going to lose it. And then you're going to owe me a thousand dollars. And so I'm not going to give it to you because that's the best thing that I can do for you. And I'm like, son of a bitch. So now he tells me, dude, my Apple stock just split went up 40% just overnight. He's like, if I had just listened to you when you told me to buy $1,000, we'd have been
0: billionaires. Oh my God. I was about to say, Russell, what are you hiding from me right now? <laughs> I'm
1: like, oh my God, I could have been rich. <laughs> uh, that's that's my fault for not having 1000 bucks to invest in Apple stock.
0: Okay, but for reals though, that's like yeah. very real life for a lot of hairdressers, you know, yeah. especially yeah. in the beginning of your career, like you're starting yeah. off. Find mm-hmm. someone who is literate financially. Yeah. And yeah. I, it's one of the things I love about social media today. There are so many things I yeah. hate about social yeah. media. But this is one of the things that I absolutely yeah. love is mm-hmm. that you can find accountants that are specifically mm-hmm. specialized in professional beauty. You can find people like Nina Tulio, who is teaching yep. you on all levels on how to be yep. more financially literate with yep. your professional beauty business. Like there, there, there. I can name a ton of people, but there are so many people available, you know. And it's like I think that's what I was saying is like when I when I said I regret it, it's like I I wish that I would have had the ability to just have everything kind of at my fingertips to be able to Mm -hmm. find what I needed easier Mm -hmm. because I think that would have made a huge difference in that beginning portion of my career.
1: I think that we need to have a little bit more self discipline as you know, business people. Mm -hmm. And every day that I work, I need to take five bucks and set it aside. As you start getting better, it's 10 bucks. Yeah. Maybe it's 20 bucks. You know, whatever it is, you gotta take it and set it aside and not look at it for for three, four, five, six months. And then when you accumulate a little bit of money, then you open up your your Roth IRA, IRA, and you invest it, or you start saving that money Somewhere that it's your emergency fund, I went through that that Dave Ramsey financial freedom thing where you mm-hmm. save up a thousand dollars cash in case something happens, and you pay off all your credit cards and you pay off the car and you start investing, and yeah. that thing, if you stick to just a simple program of saving money every day, cut out shit you don't need, mm-hmm. you don't realize how much money we blow through in a day, yeah, just not even thinking about it, yeah, but if you keep track of it, you see, oh man. I spent $35 on food today. Well, yeah, I went (laughs) to Jersey Mike's. That was $18. (laughs) And then I went over here to Chick-fil-A and that was freaking $15. And then I got a cappuccino. You know, that was seven bucks. So yeah, yeah, definitely find someone to help you financially. And it doesn't even have to be someone that's going to do it hand-holding. You can just buy a book and start following the program Mm. and do that. Yeah, Start early, start young. Yep. And you can be wealthy by the end of your career. Mm-hmm. There's that, what's that book? A Wealthy Barber? They kind of talked about that, saving five bucks a day or something like that. And then you start investing in the S&P 500. It's it's fantastic book.
0: Yeah, okay. yeah. There are definitely ways to be like very financially successful in this industry. Mm-hmm. You just gotta be a little savvy about it, you know?
1: Be disciplined and not allow your feelings to get in the way of when you get depressed because we're so caffeinated and sugared up that when we get a, a sugar crush crash and a caffeine crash, we get emotional. Well, I need something to make myself feel better, so I'm going to go buy whatever.
0: I feel like I personally attacked shoes. right now, Russell.
1: <laughs> Don't I I'm the same thing, I, except instead of shoes, I buy a freaking camera. Oh, Lord.
0: Like what oh. feelings, but look at my new outfit. <laughs> yeah, look at these boots. They're mohair. I think I saw Elton John
1: wear a pair in the 70s. Oh, my God.
0: All right. So, so overall three people, definitely that you need. Mm -hmm. And, and even if they're not like people, like three ideas, you know, of like things that you need to surround yourself early in your career. Is there anything else? Like, do we have any extras to throw in there? Or is those kind of like the solid three?
1: I think the solid three is, is kind of overwhelming as it is. I know. know. I don't know that you Sure, you'd like to have a partner in life that could understand the hair business, but good luck there. Yeah. Good luck finding a partner. Then good luck finding someone that understands and is willing to accept the business for what it is. You know,
0: I feel I'm, like everyone knows you're on Tinder for <laughs> that statement, Russell.
1: <laughs> Dude, online dating for me is a dumpster fire. It is a dumpster fire. I I have not dated in months and I don't want to date much. Sh- I dated this one girl one time. And, uh, you know, she had a very regimented schedule, you know, one hair shit, my schedule runs over, it runs short, it runs however it runs. And she says, you said you were going to be finished at seven o'clock and it's seven thirty, and you're just now getting finished. I'm like, well, yeah, I had a hair emergency. Give me a break. I ran behind, you know, come on. Yeah. She couldn't handle it. She, she wanted like military precision on my time of when I was going to be home, where I'm coming home. You need to message me right now. I'm like, girl.
0: Oh, my God. Does she also refer to those as boundaries?
1: Yeah, I need to respect her boundaries. (laughs) You don't have any. That didn't work out very well. Oh, my gosh. Well, please leave us a review on Apple iTunes or on Spotify. And you can find our podcast on all the popular podcast platforms. And if you'd like to leave a comment, DM what what you'd like to see or hear in the future, do that. Please feel free. Let us hear your stories and we will see you guys next time. Thank you so much.
0: Uh, Bye.